Welcome to... It's just David talking about what David thinks. Oh, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Just DQ, coming from uh, your local neighborhood in straight out of Toronto. Um, now, every... Well, I'm just going to check in on what I usually do in the morning. And what I usually do is check in on some news. Um, now, this episode, we're reviewing a... Um, what are we reviewing? Oh, a comic. Um, graphic novel? Comic? It depends. Uh, it's, a, it's a satire, so it kind of has that highbrow feel. Um, this comic is called On the Stump. On the Stump. Let me pull out issue number one's cover. If you're seeing this, you're going to see the front cover. It'll, it's going to show you the heroes, the villains, and the mercenaries. Let me get that up. So here it is. This is the comic review for this week's episode on the stump by Chuck Brown. Uh, the author is, or not the author, the artist is Frenzy, and I think the uh, colorist is Cowles. Should double check that. Um, but yeah, so this is Chuck Brown's um, episodic five issue first arc, and uh, on the stump, uh, this is a satirical action packed work. It came out in 2020, and uh, what else can I say about it? On the stump, five issues again, and it's a it's a tight roped, exhilarating turnbuckle to submission comic that is based on politics. So if you have no interest in politics, then this might be your best opportunity to get a little more involved, right? A little more involved in that in that bad boy, in that. And that stump, really, that's what it, it could be. I mean, in Canada, they got Parliament, they got Senates, uh, they got other people, they got a lot of things going on, but a lot of Canadians, we don't know about politics. It's boring out there. And uh, this comic book is not that at all. Now, this also fits in with the theme that I've been going on with for the, the past one other episode, actually, the previous episode. Don't So don't quote me as saying that this is some sort of official official thing going on but it, i'm trying to keep it tight when it comes to some theme uh so this one is another wrestling themed um uh literature literature i guess but in this case it's a comic um so here's a synopsis for this issue um issue number one of on the stump by chuck brown this comes from uh as you can tell from the cover this is a uh which one second it's a image is it image is it's image yes it's an image comics publication um now each issue of arc one features a variant cover by sanford green now the campaign trail is paved with blood and broken bones history diverged in 1868 when a pivotal presidential debate uh turned violent oh shit now today elections are decided by highly publicized Hand to hand, violent to violent, we won't get down and dirty. And hand to hand combat in arenas they called stumps. Unfortunately, the violence doesn't end in the ring, and powerful people can still get away with murder. Senator Jack Hammer and FBI agent Annabelle Lister are teaming up to bring it all down. Eisner nominated writer Chuck Brown also. Uh, the also the the author of um, Bitter Root, 
Yeah, Bitterroot, uh, a comic that I also reviewed. Now, he joins forces. So Chuck, getting distracted. Chuck Brown joins forces with Italian, uh, with Italian artist Frenzy, known for hashtag like for like. And also on the credits comes letterer Clayton Cowles. And all together, these three create a triumvirate that uh, creates a hyper-violent tale of countless injustices and people who have to fight for their place in it. Yeah, so that's that's on the stump, right? Um, so again, this is a bit of a satirical a satirical comic because it's like it's it's obviously it's poking fun at at the ridiculousness of the the politics game that people play in order to win. Uh, but in a more powerful, I think, way, it's kind of giving you a, you know, a bit of a hit on the head on what really goes on when power meets violence. And I think those two go hand in hand. And of course, in this world of wrestling, those two are intertwined, right? You can't, you can't become the champion without finishing your opponent. Right, so uh, that that's what's going on in there. So it's a really, I found it a really interesting comic, right? I really found it interesting. I really found it interesting because of its, you know, its uh, alternative take on um, on history, right? So it had this alternative perspective on history, and I found that super cool to understand. And here's actually that scene that was mentioned before. Uh, what year they said, I think it was 18 something, something about uh, what was going on that changed history in 1868. And uh, this is this is the event, right? The fight between these two gentle mans having a little fisticuffs. Uh, so a long time ago, blah, 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 blah. And uh, they had stumps afterwards. But initially they had debates with their words, uh, but then they had fights. And this all started in 1868 when presidential candidate Horatio Seymour lost his temper, as you can see, at a debate and nearly beat Ulysses S. Grant to death. Um, now, this this fight spread, uh, the news of it spread. Uh, everyone was caught in it. I mean, who doesn't get caught up in a fight? It's super exciting. I remember, I remember in grade school, you know, we, kids had fights and everyone got super jazzed up and hopped up on uh, violence and and hopefully not blood, but uh, you definitely want to see someone hit someone else. Something about it is just exhilarating. Like being at a UFC fight, super exhilarating. The moment everyone is cheering for someone to get their ass whooped, there's just something uh, glorifying in that. And uh, this 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 comic does, does glorify violence, um, but it has a limit and a barrier that doesn't cross the line of uh, romanticizing violence right uh, and I think that's an important end to the arc uh, that Chuck Brown makes is that even though this might seem entertaining there is no there's no moral uh, high ground to make after you beat someone to a bloody pulp and then decide that you're the winner so, you know, the series, it really grapples with trying to balance hyper-violence, hyper-style, and hyper-writing with a need to keep readers 
interested in the you know the real implications of these disastrous debates <laughs> can you imagine these debates really happening i mean that would be the end of politics as we as we would know it but um but this this story does really well in handling that so let's uh let's continue right so um according to scholars you know people that are that study a lot um politics uh considers rhetoric you know rhetoric is the etiquette method of persuasion using words using examples statistics uh, using your professional knowledge right um but this comic does away with decorum for a more brutish egotistical um and also you know the lampoonish these these people are gimmicks right wrestlers are gimmicks they take on this different persona this different uh, dress different way of speaking and attitude and they project that and uh, it's entertaining right it's very very entertaining and wrestling is the is like the perfect gimmick to satirize the political system and all of its like relevant iterations uh including any other system that is intertwined in that like economics justice and rights and and this comic by chuck brown does ex exactly that it really just makes you think about how violent decisions are made really uh there there is sometimes the debate uh, itself is not really the issue. It's more about how power can totally influence decision-making. Shout-outs to Timothy's Coffee. Keep me up this morning. You know, shout-out to the sun for making sure uh, it's warm. I mean, as you can see, I'm wearing this heavy sweater. I'm wearing a heavy sweater because it's cold. I'm in the basement today. This is DQ from the basement talking about chuck brown's issue uh one to five of of on the on the stump that's what we're reviewing today uh now back to the entertaining value of this of this comic it's really entertaining right uh so fans of wrestling will definitely be interested in the gimmick the tinsel and the brutishness uh of the characters as well and these characters are pretty funny they dress up in very interesting ways actually let me t uh let me pull up some of these pictures and i'll show you uh some of the wrestlers well mainly uh two of the villains uh, we'll, go, we'll see two of the villains take a look at how their character designs look i think they the artwork is awesome it is very very smooth and um, they have really thick lines and every character is always in some sort of action pose. So it's really cool. Uh, I like it. I hope the audio didn't cut out at some point. Uh, that would really suck if it did. <laughs> I think I might have to check over to see if it did or not. Um, but as you can see, on the left, we got Thunder Bear. Uh, he's one of the villains, uh, the main villain. Uh, at least the main physical villain. Like the, He's the, the villain that will, that will be fighting, right? He's the brutish villain. There's always those other secondary villains, you know what I mean? The background doing that con conspiratorial thing. Uh, this this comic does tap into that type of conspiratorial, the swamp type uh, ideas of what is going on in politics. You know what I mean? You know that that dark underbelly of the beast that they don't want to show you because it's just it's full of maggots and pigs that are like having disastrous, disastrous. 
our flowing orgies. Uh, and here we have the other the other villain in this in this comic, and her name is Madame Mayhem. Cool name, right? Madame Mayhem. She looks like a dominatrix and a vulture. And that's how she gets you. She gets the talons into you. So those are our heroes. I mean, those are our heroes. Those are the villains. Uh, let me switch up, and I'll show you the hero design. Um, the main heroes that are that are in this this comic. And uh, the first one that we're gonna take a look at is Annabelle Lister's character design. And then at the same time, we'll take a look at Jack Hammer, uh, the Hammer. That's his name. Okay, so here we have Anna. Uh, she is, I mean, I don't want to just read out the description, but I think I might just have to because I thought her character was kind of, she just seemed like angry and she wanted to, 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 to fix things, I guess. I think that was her whole thing and I totally get that. That makes sense, right? She wants to fix things. She's an ex-FBI ex agent that wants to get down and uh, deconstruct some of those corrupt government elements and she can fight and we have jack hammer here our our protagonist he is a virtuous man in a corrupt system uh he kind of reminded me of uh you know to be honest is barack obama i mean i'm just gonna say that right now how else i don't know how else to say that but it's pretty pretty simple man this guy is the only dark black character in this comic book and in the politics world in the comic book and it is very cool to see him kick ass even though in the comic they set him up to be this type of loser right they, they, they set him up to be this character that doesn't get anywhere doesn't accomplish anything mainly because he takes dives in a lot of his fights but eventually he doesn't take a dive and he he ends up winning and becoming the protagonist. And he has to uh, fix things in this government with the help of Annabelle Lister. And so those are the heroes, those two. Uh, let me just switch off this and get this a little slower. I'm going to actually take a second to check to see if my recording is the audio worked. But I hope, really hope it did. Or else, um, or else there's gonna be a part where no one hears anything. Okay, but uh, onward, 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 onward. All right, I had to, I, I had to check the audio. I was very concerned because the Zoom mic thing wasn't fluctuating for a bit, but the audio was good. Everything was all right. So I'm just gonna continue from where I left off, uh, in this, uh, in this review. Um, so we talked about some of those characters, saw how cool they were designed. Um, now, actually, like, a single favorite wrestlers. When I was younger, I was a fan of wrestling. Uh, and in a space of rampant entertainment, I think the comic reveals our need for, I need, like, elevated immersion in, in things, especially uh, even things that really require our deepest attention, obviously, like politics. So fans of wrestling, of course, are captured in this in this deep immersion in gimmicks, tinsels, and brutishness. Uh, and my favorite wrestler uh, was Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was a bad son of a bitch, um, and he was awesome, actually. He was my favorite 
uh, wrestler because he has so much attitude and because he would drink beer during wrestling matches. And I think this was probably one of the first times that I I saw people drink uh, on television and stick up the middle finger. And you saw both of those. Oh, look who's that. Who's that person wearing wearing a leopard print outfit? I think we had a, a cheetah just walk into the the basement. So in any case, Stone Cold, right? He would drink beer and then never get in trouble for doing that on on television. And I was super jealous. And now generally he didn't really drink all of the beer. And he also like said Bible quotes. It was like this real weird mix of messages that I couldn't really understand. Like you can drink beer and wrestling. You can stick up the middle finger, but you can still be religious. Now that's a lesson how you can you can live a complex life and still be loved by by God. Mm-hmm. 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 Stick up that middle finger to the government, guys. And in this comic, that's what politicians would actually probably do. Probably stick up their middle fingers, right? And have a scrap scrap. Because that's how they threw down in the good old days in Chuck Brown's comic, right? They fought. They fought, right? They said, F you, let's fight. And then the other guy would say, yo, God spoke to me and said that today. One of his many prophecies shall be fulfilled. And the other guy says, F you, let's fight. And the other guy says, fine, let him up, motherfucker. Right? And that's the kind of cool shit that we would love to see in our politics game. And I think that's what this red-bearded thunder bearer is supposed to represent, the, the Trumpian type of politics where you don't really have to uh, follow any rules, right? Especially of decorum. I mean, uh, our main hero, Jack Hammer, even he, he swears, but he he doesn't put the God's God's name in that. He doesn't he doesn't attach God to that because that's dangerous, right? That's that's crazy talks. You can't attach God to violence. You can't godlify, glorify violence in this way and i think at the end of this arc jack hammer he puts the he puts the smack down on this mofo and ends up killing him actually he actually murders him and in the end he still says that this is ridiculous and um that's the climax of this first arc is the fight between jack hammer and thunder bear and i don't think i spoil alert it when i say that the hero does win but does it feel like a W in the end? You know, it's kind of not what you want in the end. Because in the end, the people got this degradation in their humanity, right? Even though when we watch wrestling, we understand that the script has already been fixed. But we can appreciate the athleticism, the choreography, the acting, the humor. I mean, there are so many arts that are intertwined in, in wrestling but when it comes to politics where you know the stakes are so much higher if we just murder a mofo then what does that tell you about who has the right right who has the right to to determine uh, what is good and bad what becomes law and in this comic it uh, it really does put a kibosh on the thought of kind of having this as a reality, to be honest. I mean, it's kind of crazy how you would determine, uh, you know, you would determine 
someone's decision making based on violence and this comic although again this the series is very it's very cartoonish i mean it has to be this is wrestling again this isn't like uh this isn't an essay but segway mobo we're going to talk about the essays that are also included at the end of each issue and uh, these Essays are powerful essays, right? These are the type of essays that you'd probably read in school, maybe at the high school level. Now, I wouldn't recommend this book for high for a high school class. There is a lot of, uh, you know, over the top swearing, um, and also there's uh, scenes of strippers, orgies, um, and I think it's kind of hard to to pedal off in the school board system right now. So I wouldn't recommend this for high school. And they still treat them like kids uh, in a way, I think, in high school. I think in university, um, you should be expected to grapple with diff more difficult content. But I think this content would fit in perfectly with the day and age that we live in because of how recent it is and because of how obvious you can make the connections between these people, uh, these politicians being like allegories for... Uh, politicians of the present and the past and the fear is that maybe this writer captured the politicians that will be necessary in the future and that might be freaking scary right in any case here is um the afterward for i forgot which issue it was but this is like an example of what you would read at the end of an issue of on the stump so you get like this combination of lampoonish uh, again, lampoonish politics, and then you get the type of like scholastic, educational, really critical um, essays at the end, and and from various writers, not just uh, writers um, that will talk about maybe economics or real real estate. Um, you have ones that are our topics include food and and food as a uh, a platform of inequality and injustice and all that other SJW stuff. I'm not going to sit on that for too long um, because, again, that's already a mainstream thought. I think that I don't want to continue on that line. However, this type of essay is completely in line with the state of America and the backbones of civilizations that came before and are now present in America. So I'm just going to read this out loud because, you know, fuck this. I'm just going to keep, keep on going with the review. Uh, so in, in Chuck Brown and Francesco Schiaparra's On the Stump, fighting is the ultimate arbiter in politics in this world. Individuals and groups who can violently impose their will over others are deemed by society as the best fit to lead. And On the Stump, not only is politics as violent, enthusiastically embraced by the masses, it is understood as just and moral. While the Stump's story world seems fantastical and even antithetical to the American political tradition in relation to people of color, on the Stump's story world is eerily representative of the black experience. And we have to expand that black experience because uh, this experience is felt by many, many populations within America and in the greater scope of things, the world. Because every, every government has found a way to exploit groups of people and even within nations where everyone is the same color there's been strategies done to classify groups of people and i and i think that this comic 
is simply the perfect way to demonstrate that politics in every country, politics in America where uh, people of different ideologies were meant to come and, and different groups meant to come and become this type of uh, utopia becomes a place where violence is the main um, medium to politics and, and decisions. And that happens in Canada too. I mean, right now they have the Pope sitting across and moving across Ken, uh, Canada saying sorry to a bunch of indigenous people. But I'm pretty sure in the Vatican, they're not going to return any of those indigenous artworks and indigenous um, artifacts that they took. Uh, would would they suddenly give back the money that, that they should give to... Uh, to different groups of people uh, that they've stolen from? I don't think so. So not only is is this, um, you know, very symbolic of politics, but it's very symbolic of religion as well. And again, like I've said, every other system that's intertwined with that, even economics is like another tool to practice violence, right? To 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 classify people and then to determine what access to uh, to rights, to food, to education that they'll have. Uh, and so this comic book does a really good job of making that quick and short. Uh, unlike this review that might go into 40 minutes, hopefully not, because <laughs> I don't think this this type of comic needs that much time to be reviewed. But ultimately, this is a quick five-issue comic with great action, great writing. It's got It's humorous. And it looks cool to read. And at the end of it, if you really want to get deep into the issues and understand what are some of the lying implications uh, of this type of, you know, this reality, go ahead to read the essays at the end. Um, now, at the end of this arc, it is an arc, which, uh, which, which to me kind of bites because I would be giving this comic uh, series an A, uh, and I would be giving it an A if. It had a conclusion that tied up all of the the knots and and story lines in this, um, but that's not the case. Um, unfortunately, they don't have that. They don't have that. Um, but yeah, just to give a highlight to one of those um essays, I was gonna highlight the essay on going to the mat over ambrosia salad, uh, which was an insightful essay on the impoverished food infrastructure in america um now what else can i say before i end off this review because i think i i kind of hit the main points good artwork good satire good action um so uh just to conclude this comic uh you know kind of summarizes the 2020 election and the preceding 2016 election uh that ushered this type of hyperbolic politics that this comic is satirizing and even the final scene in the fifth issue uh hints at another villain or boss that could either be like a trumpian politician or a biden politician which is simply a man on strings uh there are also unknown politicians that are also silently uh you know making decisions in the background um and 
I think in the final issue, one of these unknown politicians is looking at this large dude that's hooked up to IV tubes and makes the comment that he's an abomination, yet I can't look away, which I think ties in more into Trump than Biden, because um, Biden, you could probably look away and let him just sleep and be. Uh, and then this unknown politician in the comic later says that the drugs make him stronger, but they weaken his heart and cognitive abilities. Now, I don't know if this could be go again, go to either Trump or Biden, because again, Biden is still alive. However, Trump did overcome COVID using a plethora of super drugs. And, and of course, like I said, Jack Hammer is probably a foil for Barack Obama, limited in the system, but constantly shining as politics by uh, a politics as a politics sorry star stud there it is um now what else can i say say okay uh yeah no i think that's it that's that's it in the in the end i think uh readers will be more interested in the main character i think i'm going to end off with that um because by the end of this first story arc you've learned more about the world that 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 this comic is building and it becomes more immersive for readers at the end of that first arc however because of how fast and easy it is to read this is a very easy book to read you're going to finish it probably in like an hour if if you have each issue again um and by the time it ends you learn more about jack hammer's storyline and you really want to see this character continue on his journey and unfortunately i messaged the author chuck brown and he said that there's there's no intention to release a second arc i really hope they, re they release a second arc because the next pr um, presidential election is coming up and you know this comic book this type of medium is a great way to translate again the the boringness and the overall like facade of politics and it this one does it in a in a more humorous and entertaining way and in a way that could be critical enough for a reader to understand key issues through the essays so 2024 chuck brown you know come on man make make another story arc just just come on you have you have all the necessary ingredients. You have Fox, you got CNN, you got NBC, you got the internet. What else do you need? You don't need anything more, man. You have enough uh, original source material to to create another another story. Oh, come on, bring back Jack Hammer, right? Uh, so as a final grade to this story, I give it uh, to be honest, I would I give it a B plus, uh, a B, right around that range because. We need to tie up some of those loose ends. This is an ongoing series, um, but you will be entertained and you will definitely enjoy this one. So take care of yourselves and, of course, go out there and vote whenever the moment requires it. Share your political views. And uh, this is Just the Q with another comic review. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. Peace. Much love. It's just David talking about what David thinks.